0: Acts chapter number 28 tonight. Several weeks ago, I preached on Acts 27 and how Brother Paul made it through on broken pieces. And we've been talking about storms for a long time. And I thought the Lord had carried us away from that, but then this week he began to carry me in this direction. Because sometimes, you know, even at the end of a storm, the battle really isn't over, is it? Amen. There's a lot of times after the storm, there's a lot of residual that you had to put up with. Amen? I mean, you remember Matthew and Florence coming through, knocking the power out? You're sitting in the hot sun for days. Don't have no refrigerator. You don't have no... That sounds just as country as it could
1: be refrigerator. You didn't have no refrigerator,
0: you didn't have no air condition, no way to keep your food cool. Some of us didn't have no water to take a bath. Sometimes the aftermath of the storm is worse than the storm. Sometimes it takes a whole lot out of you to handle the aftermath of the storm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And sometimes after we've already declared that the storm is over, and we've already done that in the house of God, everyone here tonight just say the storm is over. over. We've declared the storm is over. But sometimes when the storm is over, we're so worn out and we're so tired and it's took everything that there is in us to weather the storm that we got to have something from God. So it's time for the church to receive from the Lord tonight. Amen. Amen. Acts chapter number 28, and the word of God says, and when they were escaped, then they knew that the island was Melita. And the barbarian people showed us no little kindness, for they kindled a fire, underline that, they kindled a fire, and they received us every one because of the present rain and because of the cold. And when Paul had gathered a bundle of sticks and laid them on the fire there came a viper out of the heat and fastened on his hand. And when the barbarians saw the ravenous beast hang on his hand, they said among themselves, No doubt this man is a murderer, whom though he hath escaped the sea, yet vengeance suffereth not to live. And he shook off the beast into the fire and felt no harm. Howbeit they looked when he should have swollen or fallen down dead suddenly, but after they had looked a great while, everybody say they looked a great while. Well, <laughs> uh, I'm gonna help some people tonight. They looked a great while, and they saw no harm come to him. They changed their minds and said that he was a god. I just want you to say, devil, devil? people are about to change their minds. If you got a husband needs to change his mind, maybe you need to say, Devil, my husband's about to change his mind. That's right. If you got a friend that needs to change his mind, maybe you need to say, Devil, my friend's about to change his mind. Devil, you got a child here tonight that needs to change their mind. Maybe you need to tell the devil, devil, my child's about to change his mind. Amen. And they changed their minds and said that he was a God. And in the same quarters were possessions of the chief man of the island, whose name was Publius, who received us and lodged us three days courteously. And it came to pass that the father of Publius lay sick of a fever and of a bloody flux, to whom Paul entered in and prayed and laid his hands on him and healed him. So when this was done, others also which had diseases in the island came, and they were healed, who also honored us with many honors, and when we departed, they laded us with such things that were necessary. If you were spiritual tonight, if you already have proclaimed that the storm is over, mm-hmm. and now we're going to go into thinking about living through the aftermath, the next thing after the aftermath is a revival. Amen. Amen. Oh, I could go right on right now. here if y'all got it. If we can make it through the aftermath, yes. the next thing, Betty, on the calendar in Living Water Worship Good Center glory. is a revival. Yes. Yes. The next thing on the calendar in Living Water Worship Center is a great healing revival yes. from the Holy Ghost. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The next thing on the revival, uh, or the next thing on the calendar of the Lord is a revival that revives and changes people's minds. Yes. Yes. Next thing that's on the. Uh, the oh boy, I, can't, I just feel the Holy Ghost. <laughs> The next thing that's on the calendar is something that's going to shock the whole island, all right. called North America. Amen. Amen. Someone just shout out and say Amen. Amen. Then tell your neighbor, say it. All come out. It'll all come out. In the fire. In the fire.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Tell another say, I said it's going to all come out. It's all come out. In
2: the fire. In the fire. In the
0: fire. Mm-hmm. And then say, This is my word tonight. My word. Can you bear with me just a few
1: minutes yes, while I speak sir. to you? Yes, Look at somebody say, I know you've been in the fire.
0: But it's going to be all right. <laughs> Glory to God. It's all going to come out in the fire. It's all going to come out in the car. You know, uh, it's very difficult to live life without asking questions. You can't go through life without asking questions. Uh, seemingly, it is if you can't get comfort that there is a certain type of uh, or amount of consolation that comes and is derived if we can just believe that there's some type of purpose for us going through what we're going through. If we can understand why it is that we're going through what we go through, sometimes we can find some peace and some consolation on the inside of us. And though it's not always proper for us to do so, I believe and... I really uh, do really believe that it is appropriate for us sometimes to go before the Lord and ask God why. That's right. I believe we're supposed to ask Him why. Yes. I believe God wants us to ask Him why. There's no disrespect to that. You don't go to the Lord disrespecting Him when you ask Him why. You don't go to Him doubting His word, doubting His promise when you ask Him why. You don't go before Him doubting His authority. And when you ask Him why, but I know there's a whole lot of people that have been teaching for a long time that you shouldn't be that rebellious to go before the Lord and to ask God why, because... Uh, I, I, you know, if you are belligerent and you want these here you know, rebellious children to go before the Lord and ask Him why, that's one thing. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about genuinely wanting to go yeah. before the Lord and find out why it is that I'm going through what I'm going through. I need to see that purpose in my life. If we can do that, then God will share with yeah. us and He'll give us wisdom and we'll be able to go forward. So I just want the whole church tonight to ask the Lord, say, why? Why? Now, it is the inquisitor request, when you ask the Lord why, of an open-hearted child that goes before the Lord and says, Lord, why is this happening? Why is it that I'm losing money? Why is it that I'm getting sick? Why is it that I lost my child? Why is it that I'm losing my friendship? Why? It's an open-hearted child that has got a heart opened up that's going before the Lord that wants to go before Him and understand why I'm going through what I went through. So if there's something that I've done that is inappropriate, then I want God to share it with me so that I will never go through it again. How many of you have been going through some stuff you don't never want to go through again? so it's not out of the ordinary and it's not inappropriate for you to go before the Lord and ask the Lord why why is it Lord that my husband is sick why is it that we're spending more time in the hospital than we are in the house why is it that we can't get uh, everyone to the church on time Lord why is it and when you began to, to tell me that I can't ask God why you began to restrict That's me right. from learning That's right. and I've got to learn though, my, how I'm going to live in this life and how I'm going to overcome I've got to learn and I The only way I know how to learn is to ask some questions. Tina's favorite question is why. She asks me all the time why people do certain things and every time she does, I answer right back, I don't know why people (laughs) do what people do. Now, I know why I do what I do, but I don't know why Angie does what Angie does. I don't know what Betty does, why Betty does what Betty does. I have no earthly idea to deal with that there. It's like you carry a child to school and you take them and put them in the classroom with a teacher and you look at them and say, don't ever ask the teacher a single question for the 12 years or 13 years or 14 years or 20 years that you're going to school. Shut your mouth and don't say a word. Or are you going to expect that child to learn anything? Yeah. So God don't expect you to live your life and not go before him and ask him why. Why? Because life riddles us with questions. Questions that all of us have to answer. And it's questions that all of us, if we've gone through some things in our life, there's been a point in our life we have looked at somebody or we've looked at God and we say, God, why am I going through what I'm going through? Yes. Why is it that I'm going through what I'm going through? I need to know what I'm going through. Why? Here's something you need to understand before I preach tonight. You need to fully understand that you are a testimony. Say that with me. I am a testimony. You don't just give a testimony. You are a testimony. Your life is a testimony. When God wanted to give a witness to the world, He gave them you. And when He wanted to let the world know how He was going to reveal His power, He called you. You are a testimony. Everybody say with me, say, I am a testimony. Now, for some of us, when we realize that we're a testimony and it makes us want to grab the oil and grab the Bible, run out there and go start to preach it to everybody and tell everybody how it is, I ain't talking about that there. We're not talking about that there. Because sometimes, and I'm, I'm proof positive, I can stand up here and I can tell you how, what God has done. I can tell you everything about this Word. But it's sometimes it's not what you tell somebody that makes it a testimony. It's what they witness you going through in your life that becomes a testimony. Am I talking to anybody? Amen? It's them witnessing your faith in action. And if they see you squander and fall and stumble in the middle of your faith, they will begin to realize and understand that you ain't as strong a testimony or a strong a witness from the Lord, for the Lord as you should be. Amen. Amen. You are a sermon from God in the flesh. You might want to write that down. You are a sermon from God in the flesh. Your life is a sermon from God. God has started from day one writing your life out as a sermon to everybody you come in contact with. How do I know that? In Second Corinthians chapter number three, verse number two, Paul told the Corinthians. He said, "You are my epistle written in our hearts, and we are known and read by all men." So God has put you in Bladenboro, in Lumberton, in Roseboro, in Clinton, in Tabor City, in Chaburn, wherever it is that you're at. He's put you here in the area that He's put you in and put the people in your life for you to be a written sermon before them and you to be a testimony to them and they will literally judge how powerful God is by the way you take your faith and you put it in that. action. In other words, I am the 67th book of the Bible. I am holy. The Bible tells me I'm holy. Everybody don't say I'm holy. I'm, holy. I'm holy. I am holy. The Bible tells me I am anointed. Everyone say amen. Then somebody right beside me. I said I'm anointed. The Bible tells me I am God's masterpiece. The Bible tells me that I am His workmanship. The Bible tells me I am royalty. The Bible tells me I am a priest. The Bible tells me that I am a small king under the king. And I need you to understand here tonight, we are a sermon. We are a holy book of the Bible. We are the 67th book of the Bible. And you better believe the world is reading the Bible. Amen in your life. They're paying attention to what you're saying, what you're doing, how you're acting. They're paying attention to you on your job. They're paying attention to you and them children are run up and down in the, in the, the aisles in, the, in, in the, uh, the, the grocery store down there and you got lose it in there and lose your mind and all this. They're paying attention to that. You are the 67th book of the Bible and God named the 67th book of the Bible in my life Kenneth Kip Nance. All right. A handsome, small, little French man from Bladenburg, North Carolina. It's what it means. Why? Because everything that you go through teaches both you and everybody around you how powerful God actually truly is. It also teaches you something that you don't know about God and something they don't know about God. Everything you go through is teaching somebody something that they don't know about God. If you ask the Lord sometime Lord why is it that I'm sick? Sometimes God has got to try your faith because there's going to be someone that says you know what there ain't no way in the world that Nick can make it through without God with her in that situation and they'll begin to see and recognize the power of God as God writes his letter upon your life and shares the 67th book of the Bible to the world. want to just holler out and say I am the 67th book of the Bible. Now that don't mean in your life just because you're holy and a priest and a prophet and a king and all this stuff and that God's always with you that it ain't going to be painful. It is going to be painful. In fact God often puts your pain on display to everybody he'll bring things in your life or allow things in your life that'll come in your life and let everybody see what's going on with you it's one thing to suffer in private and nobody never understand what you're going through but for you to be a leader for you to be one that has stood up and preached the word of God and stood and you have said always come to Jesus and you've stood up and believed in the blood and the stripes of Jesus Christ and all of that is always possible in your life that God will take your pain and put it right on display because He's got everybody's eyes on you reading the 67th book of the Bible and He wants to get the book finished and it wants, He wants it to be effective. Amen. Amen. And just because you claim 2022 to be your year, the best year you've ever had in your life, it don't mean that you ain't going to go through some pain. It might still be your best year, but you're going to go through some pain. We got in the car coming to church tonight. The first thing that Darlene said in the back of the seat I'm gonna be rich one day. Well, she's gonna be rich one day. Yeah, I agree with that. I'll fall wow. down there. Wow. I'll stand on that there with her, but it don't mean she ain't gonna be hurting. It don't mean she ain't gonna to have to go through some trouble, and it don't mean she ain't gonna to have to go through some trial. I believe that God's gonna bless her, but I also believe that life is gonna bring her trouble. I'm gonna hear you tell you right now, you can overcome what you're going through right now, and you can go forward, and you can reap the whole benefits and the blessings of Almighty God, but you better get ready for some trouble cause trouble's on the way. Amen. You know why? Because you can't stop life from being life. Life is life. Everybody say that. Life is life. Jesus said, Pastor Sissy, in this life, you're going to have trouble. In this life, things are not going to go the way you want it to go all the time. In this life, you're going to have a war to fight, and you're going to have to go against the devil. You're going to have trouble. Amen. Amen. You're going to go through that, and you're going to go through this. Have you ever felt like in your life that you need to tell the devil, wait a minute now, if you're going to pick on the whole world and tempt the whole world, maybe you've done enough in my house, and maybe you've done enough this year in my life, you need to go bother somebody else. Anybody ever thought about telling the devil that before? Amen. <laughs> It do matter. You know, Matty, he can tell him all along. He's gonna keep right on coming back. Seem like if the devil is gonna always tempt the whole world to lose life, that somewhere down the road in my life, he'll just leave me alone because he's done enough. I believe the devil has done enough in my life. Oh, i am tell you what, he's tore up relationships, he's tore up the church, he's tore up my health, he's got in my finances, he's made good friends, turned their back on me. He's been all in myself, he's had my family against me. Running I'll tell you what, I've been through something, I've been fired, I've been hired, I've been blessed and I've been cursed. I've been walking with money, didn't have no money. I was about ready to file bankruptcy and I got a lot of money in the bank at time and all of a sudden all hell breaks loose and, whoosh, and here it goes again. And here's the devil showing up saying, yeah, I told you. But the devil gonna be the devil and life gonna be life. Amen. There is something about the afflictions that you go through that reveals the power of God in your life. You cannot order your days, unlike what many people say that if you just speak it, it'll happen. Yeah, if you speak it, those words are released. It's going to happen, but let me share with you, the devil going to fight it every moment of the day. He's going to send any obstacle he can to stop it. He's going to try to come against your faith where you'll throw your hands up and you'll forget it and you'll walk away from it and give up. He's going to do everything he can to try to make you down and God doesn't promise the obvious in your life. I ain't got to promise, Tina, that I'm a white man. I'm a white man and I ain't got to promise her that I'm going to say why. God's not going to have to promise anything that's obvious, God says I'm going to be with you when the flood comes I'm going to be with you when the river rise. I'm going to be with you in the storm I'm going to carry you through and many are the plans of a man but my purpose shall prevail, so if God promises, lo, I'll be with you always even to the end of the world, you're going to have some times in your life that you feel like you're going down in the storm your boat's about to go down, your money ain't going to come and sign up right, you're going to have a file bank rest. you're going to have some of those feelings, but rest assured in these. God said, I'm writing my book in your life. And the testimony is that in the end, my purpose shall prevail. Amen. If there's something you really want to be sure of in your life, expect <laughs> trouble and expect pain. Why? Because the Bible tells you, Aunt Linda, that God is a very present help in the time of trouble. Everyone say Amen. amen. He didn't say out of trouble. He said he's a present help in trouble. He didn't say I'm going to keep you out of trouble. He said I'm going to be very present in your trouble. I'm going to be very present when you're about to lose everything you've got. I'm going to be very present when the storm is about to flip your boat over. I'm going to be very present when your child is laying in the casket. I'm going to be very present when every one of your Christian friends turn their back on you and talk about you around their dinette smoking their cigarette. And I'm here to share with you tonight. You better get ready for some pain because God is a very present help in trouble, but not front. And he don't shield you and protect you from trouble. Look at that neighbor right beside of you. Wake him up real good here tonight and say, God never promised you that you wouldn't have some trouble. Now many has you got some trouble going on in your life right now? Hold your hand up high. I need to know if the Lord gave me a message. You got a lot of trouble going on in your life. Man, I do too. I got a lot of trouble going on. If you ain't never got into trouble, you ain't never had and had it revealed to you what the power of God actually truly is. Why? Because you cannot escape life. Life is full of trouble. Life is a series of being on top of the mountain down in the valley, being out on the sea in a storm and away from the storm in fair weather, riding the tides of life. Some days you feel better than other days. Some day your legs ain't hurting. The other day they hurt almost to the point to where you want to cut them off. Some days your head looking pretty good and some days you don't look pretty good. Some days you're feeling all right and some other days you don't feel all right. You in trouble. There's a whole lot of trouble that's going on in your life. How many here tonight has survived some storms, does it? All right. If you can say hallelujah for God allowing you to survive the storm tonight, say hallelujah here in the church. Amen. Paul has survived the the storm. He's made it through the storm. He's made it through the shipwreck. He's made it through all the scorns and all the trials, all the issues, all the theologians going against him. And he made it through on broken pieces. But Pastor Sissy, he just made it. He was almost dead. And film so he just did make it. It didn't look like Andrew he was going to make it, but he just did make anybody ever been here and went through some things where you feel like you were never going to make it but you made it through when it's all said and done you say well i just did make it through that if one more thing would have happened i don't think i would have made anybody here today can you just praise the lord for bringing you through some type of storms that you've been in your life so here he is now. The storm has went on out there. They've been out there in a ellipsis uh, They've been out there in a hurricane. The ship has been going up and down like this. The ship breaks completely apart. They have just come out in the middle of the cold rain in the middle of the winter, and here they are laying out on the open beach. He's just made it. He's tired. He's wore out. He's took his breath away. He can't hardly even stand up. He's there and here on the island of, uh, of Melita. He discovers four things I want to talk to you about tonight. The first thing that he discovered was the provisions of God. Here he is laying out Betty on that open sea. It's raining, it's cold. He's so tired, he can't even get up. He literally just made it. He's had every bit of strength zapped out of him. He has just come out of a rough sea. He's just come out and swam out of the rip courage. He's laying out there, and all of a sudden, with his eyes closed, he decides to open up his eyes, and when he opens up his eyes off in the distance, there's a fire burning somewhere. Everybody say, there's a fire over yonder. Fire Look at somebody right beside me, slap them and get them awake at And so I say, I said, there's a fire over yonder somewhere. Fire. Fire. He didn't have nothing to do with that fire. He didn't build that fire. He wasn't out yonder making that fire strike. He was laying there on the beach about ready to be wiped out. He couldn't have got up and made that fire if he wanted to. And there on the island of Belita, he encountered the provisions of God. You can never learn how God can provide for you until you run out of everything that you have. When you run out of all the money and they're coming to get your car, get your house, turn your lights out and all this stuff and the tires is on you and everybody's on you and everybody's begging you for money and you ain't got no money and you run out of everything, that's when you can determine and discover how powerful God is in His provision in your life. You will never understand the provision of God until you run out of everything you got. You will never understand the strength of God until you run out of all the strength you got. You'll never understand the anointing of God until you have used your Amen. gift and your own power in every way you possibly can. You used your ability, you used everything you could possibly do with everything you had and you threw everything you had on it and Amen. now you ain't got nothing else. you'll never understand how powerful God's provision is until you ain't got nothing. Amen. Anybody ever been brought in your life down to a point where you didn't have nothing. Yes, sir. So when you come to the end of everything that you've got. That's when God begins to reveal Himself to you. Sometimes in our life, Pastor says we got to go through some issues so God can reveal us something yes, sir. that He can reveal Himself to us. Amen. Now, 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 let me share with you something I learned over the years. I used to think, Bertie, that when I was going through a storm, that I had to go before God every day, Bertie, and stand before Him and say, "Lord, I'm going through a storm. Darlene's acting crazy. Janice ain't listening." Eva ain't got no idea what I'm saying. All oh, hell is breaking loose in my life. I'm sick, Lord. I don't feel good. My stomach's upset. My back's hurting. I got a migraine. I can't have C. Cataracts are on my eye. I got a brain in my head and I'm on in my leg. Lord, same thing is wrong in my
1: life.
0: I thought I had to go before the Lord and tell Him everything that was going on in my life. And then on top of that, Thelma, I thought that I had to tell the Lord after I told Him everything that was going on how He was supposed to straighten out all the stuff that was going on in my life. Oh, I want to preach so bad tonight I can't hardly help myself. This took me years to realize that everything that I go through, God already knows about it. Everything that I go through, God already knows about it, and I want you to also to understand. Here's another thing I found out in life, Janice. God does not react to my trouble. Mm-hmm. Oh, let me give you that boy. That's some deep exposition right there. God does not react to my trouble. Cause he's already in the trouble. He knew the trouble was coming. He didn't wait till Angie find up in a storm out there about to go down with the boat, and she cried. I said, Lord, I'm sinking. He said, Hmm. Well, what am I going to do about Angie out about to do He already knew that Angie was going to almost sink. He already had it planned all out. He knew exactly what was going to happen. He's been there all along. The he knows exactly what's going on. So you ain't got to tell the Lord how crazy your husband is. You ain't got to tell the Lord how crazy your members in this church is. You ain't got to tell the Lord how crazy your children all you got to do is go before the Lord and say Lord I know you're there show me that you're there let me see that you're there because he's already provided a way for your escape in the middle of all that trouble no temptation is coming unto man that is not coming unto man and he who God is faithful in he will make a way of escape to you with the temptation the day that is started God said I already got a way to bring you out of this stuff look at somebody say you can already be delivered Oh, tell somebody, say, you already delivered. I'm already delivered. Oh, just oh, you ain't walked in it. You ain't seen it. You ain't seen the way. The only reason why you ain't got delivered yet is because you ain't seen where you need to take the next step. Right. You already delivered. Little Water Worship Center is already delivered. We've been in the storm, but we're going to pull out of the storm, and we're going to come to the aftermath, and we're getting prepared for a revival in this house. Look at somebody here tonight and say, it's all going to come out in the fire. all, all going to come out in the fire. Oh, can I preach just a little bit? Well, I feel like the fire of the Lord is all here. Preach. I want this church to know tonight, for every question, there's an answer. For every problem, there is a solution. For every illness, there is a cure. For every diagnosis from the doctor and the diagnosis from hell, there is a diagnosis from heaven and the cross. Amen. For every down, there's an up. And forever backtrack, there's a forward motion for you in your life. Forever adversity, there's a power of God waiting in your life to show itself in your life. And I want everyone to know today that the very fact that you got a problem is a sign that God has the answer and the solution. Well, oh, I feel the power. Just because you've got a problem, I mean, That's God's right. got a solution. I'm going to tell you, it ain't just that God came up with that solution when you started having that problem. He had that solution billions of years ago before He ever sent you from heaven down here on this earth. It don't matter what the problem is, He's already got the answer. I wish I could stop right there, but the Lord said i got to go on. Amen. He will not let that problem... Be created if he didn't already have the provision for it. Mm-hmm. Just cause you got a problem don't mean you got to lose your mind. That's right. Just cause you got a problem don't mean you got to fall down to that problem. Just because you got a problem, don't mean you got to boohoo and cry and cry. go in this world with me and loom and despair and agony and nobody knows how dry I am type of situation. Just because you got a problem it is a sign to you that God's got the answer for you. Yes. Everybody, just hold your hand up and say, "I know the answer. He's got the answer. It's your answer. He's wanting you to see the answer. It's time for the church to walk in it." Amen.
1: Yes.
0: He wouldn't let that problem be created if he didn't have the answer for you. Now, the only way, this is pretty good preaching for you all tonight. I feel the higher. The only way that you are going to know the provision of God, the only way that you're going to know that He is a God of provision is for you to be laying out somewhere at the end of yourself and you've done everything you can possibly do. You have no more strength in your life. You know, have no more power to even speak. You've lost everything. You're shipwrecked. You're standing out there in the middle of the cold. It's raining. And everything is going And you have lost everything. And it's just you and God. Yeah. Everyone just say it's me and God. And when you're in that situation, the only time you're going to realize and understand that God is a God of provision is you're going to finally open up your eyes when you've lost everything laying out there on the beach after the shipwreck, after going through the hurricane, having to float up on boards and pieces and all of that stuff, fighting to rip her, right. cur- losing everything you got. And you open up your eyes and over yonder in the distance, a fire is burning. Everybody say a fire is burning over there. Ain't it amazing that God can provide for you without you? Oh, can I say that again? God can provide for you 100% without you. He don't need you to do a thing. Paul didn't do a thing. He didn't get out yonder, gather any of them sticks and build that fire. He was laying out there in the middle of the the ocean, middle of the island out there. The ocean just come out of the ocean, and he was laying out there in the moon and the moonlight of the sky under the clouds. It was raining, it was cold, and he was shivering. But here, he didn't do a thing, and God said, "All right, I'm going to warm you up now." Slap that right beside so God's about to heat you up. Amen. God is about to light up living word worship center. I feel it in my heart. God is about to burn a fire in Darlene's heart. One more time. He's about to light up a fire in Ben's life. He's about to set these young children on fire. He's about to take this her worship team and light a match fire. The fire of Almighty God. God said, I ain't got to have you do nothing. I've already got the fire in it. you tried everything, but I'm going to burn the fire up for you. Someone call out and say, it's going to come out in the fire. Most of the good things that has already happened in your life, God did it without you. And it happened without you. Things that was good in your life happened without you. And it happened. You didn't do a thing. How many has ever just walked into something? You didn't do a thing. You just walked into it. You didn't know, you were, hey, where you going to get a job? Somebody called you and said, they said they was hired over y'all. And if you'll go over there, they'll hire you. You ain't even put in an application. Amen. Amen. Most of the good things that's already happened in your life, they happen without you doing anything. And most of the time, the good things that happen in your life, they happen in your life when you felt like nothing good could come out of what you was in right there. Oh, my God, I'm preaching pretty good. Somebody in this house, we're
1: happy.
0: Yes. Somebody say it's going to come out in the fire.
2: Come out
0: the fire. God has a way of setting you up just so you can see the provision of God. God has a way to set you up and take all your money away so that He can give you more money than you've ever had in your life. He's got a way of breaking up some friendships so that He can give you the friends that He wants you to have. Amen. He's got a way of coming into your business and shaping your business and turning it completely around. He's got a way of allowing the spirit of infirmity to walk into your house and to make you sick so that He can bring a healing power of Almighty God so everybody can see that He's still a God of provision. He's got a way of walking in there and delivering you in the middle of all of your trouble and you ain't got to do a thing. You ain't got to tell God how bad it is. You ain't got to go before the Lord and tell Him what you're going through. He understands it. It's like Jesus watching them, them disciples out there on the sea. He saw Him rowing against them contrary winds. And they weren't hollering for Jesus to come then. But Jesus came on anyway. Slap that right beside Him and say, He's walking by your mother right now. He's walking by your right now. Now, there comes a time in the storm. you got to scream out to Him. I wonder if living water is about ready to scream. Yes,
1: sir.
0: <laughs> some of y'all out like in the soccer scared to death that there's a ghost coming to me oh my lord what's that there? and God has sent something to you and it's real in your life you saw something happening in your life right now here's a word from the Holy yes. Ghost you got something happening in your life right now and you can't believe it it is beyond the truth it is so good you don't think that it can be real and God said that's me
1: yes.
2: Glory. Yes.
0: Glory. Yes. oh boy I can shut up right there and go home Boy, that's some good preaching. The Lord gave me this at 4 o'clock this afternoon. All you got to do is look up and see it. Slap down beside him and say, "Look look up. If you open up your eyes, you'll see it. You have already come through the storm. You'll find out that he's already there. You don't even got to look for it. He's there. He's already there. Even while he was sitting there on that there side of the sea rose and he was out there, laid out there in the middle of the storm and he was out there in the rain and it cold and he didn't have no street. Even if he hadn't opened up his eyes, God was still there building a fire. Yes. Everybody say, God's going to provide for me. He is Jehovah Jireh. He is God my provider. Amen. God says, my word will not return void. When it is released, it will go out in the earth, and it will continue to accomplish its purpose. And it will not return to me until it has accomplished its purpose. Oh my God! About oh Jesus. <laughs> anything that God has ever spoken unto you, them words are out there running after you. You're running from it, but it's running after you. You can run as hard as you want to, but them words is coming after you. And the Bible says that them words are going to come and overcome you. And they're going to tackle you. And they're going to pull you down. You might want to stay away from church forever. But He's going to come grab you and pull you back to the church because the word has been released over you. You might want to stay sick forever, but the word has been released over you. And you're coming back to Jesus. You might want to stay the forever, but Word has been released over you, Woo! and you will have some joy. It's going to run after you. It's going to come on you, yeah. and it's going to tackle you and bring you down to the ground. God, right. said you ain't got to do nothing but allow my word to run after Woo! you. Hallelujah. Woo! Boy, All right. I'm about ready to shout here tonight. Yeah. All right. Turn to somebody and say, It's going to come out in the fire. It's coming out in the fire. <laughs> mm. Fact is, in your life, provision from God is going to look for you.
1: It ain't playing
0: hide and seek. You can find it any time you want to, man. But if you play hide and seek, it'll play hide and seek till it can find you. But it's going to find you, and when He gets a hold of you and He gets close enough to you, He's going to say, "Tag, you're in now. Get on up there let's go get something done." All right, all right. Somebody said the word is
1: coming after me. The word is
0: running after me. Oh, it's like you're trying to run down there into the opponent's hands zone and the word of God is getting hold of you. And he might let you get right to the goal line but he's going to grab you and jerk you out of there because he ain't going to
1: allow the devil to score enough. All right, man. All right. That's what I'm saying.
0: He said, if my word is released, it will perform its purpose and it will not return void until it has done what I sent it to do. Oh my God, can anybody here tonight think about all the word that has been spoken over you? If His word was sent out to you, it cannot return to God until it finds you. And it going to find you. Turn to somebody and say, He's hunting you right now. Mm -hmm. It's just like Gideon over there, behind over there, over there trying to, spread sweet, hitting over there by the wheel. He said, come on out of there, you mighty man of valor. It's like old Adam trying to hide from God. A word had been released and God said, Adam, wherefore art thou? I want you to know it don't matter how far you run, if the word of God has been released on your life, the word of God is going to find you. Mm. It's got your name on it. Tell somebody, say it's got my name on it if it's got Angie's name on it it's for Angie it ain't for Janice it ain't for Janice it ain't for Katrina it ain't for Eva it can come in this house and it ain't going to go to none of them it's going to Angie if it's got Sissy's name on it it ain't coming to Pastor kill it's going to Pastor Sissy if it's got Janice's name on it it ain't going to touch Amy it's going to grab a hold of her yeah. Janice and it's going to find Janice she might be at home that night when he shows up in this house but he'll go to the house and find where she's at and jerk her up. my God my That's how powerful the Word of Almighty God is. The Word of God is after you. He's hunting you. He's running after you. He's going to find you. I don't care how much the devil tries to fight it, it's going to happen. Amen. Everybody say it's got my name on it. It'll tackle you and it's going to overtake you and throw you down and it's literally going to cover you up in the power of Almighty God. Some of us right now need the Word of God to sack us and to bring us down. We're heading in the wrong direction and we need to quit going out there trying to get a first down for hell and let God come and knock down the ball that the devil's putting our hands out of ourselves so that we can go out and recover the fumble and run for a touchdown. I want you to know the power of Almighty God is after you and He's coming to get you. Amen. And sometimes in my life I feel sorry for God. Because all of that, y'all just shouted about. He don't ever seem to get the credit for it. Uh Uh His word been released for many years. And his provision's been there for you. Some of y'all are 80 years old, and every time your heart beats, that's been his provision. Every time you go to the cabinet and open up the cabinet, that's his provision. Every time you decide to go to church, you can get to church, and you're still walking at 80 and 85 and 90 years old, and that's his provision. Oh, the devil come to take you out and to kill you with COVID and he got a hold of it and everybody else around you died. But God said, oh no, that word oh, came in return to me, boy. You know, he can't oh, something in his life here. And I'm going into that place and I'm driving that out of there because the provision of Almighty God is going to supply the need that is needed there. And I want you to know here tonight, he don't seem to get the credit that he needs. And I just wonder if the water what worship center here tonight can give God the credit of the provision that he's done for you in your life. Amen. God works so good in our life and we don't give Him no credit. The only reason why you're here today is because God just blessed you. Y'all hearing me? God just blessed you. That's why you're here today. And I want to know something tonight. I want to ask Living Water tonight, everybody here online, are you blessing Him back? Some of you ain't. Those of you listening online right now, it's Wednesday night. It's about 8:23. I got about 30 more minutes that I'm going to preach here, and I want you to understand something. Else. If you were any kind of child of the living God, you'd be in the house of God somewhere tonight instead of listening to me online, because you would be praising the Lord for all the provision that He's given. Him. So what if you lost that house? So what if you lost that car? So what if she left you? So what if he left you? So what if you're you've been? I want you to know, God's sin. In the end of it, my Word is after you, and I will provide. And it don't matter what the world tries to do to you it don't matter what hell tries to do to you my word and my purpose is going to prevail yes. Yes. Mm. so sometimes in your life God backs up off of you just a little bit to show you that he's been the one doing things all along sometimes he's got to remind Betty that she ain't as smart as she thinks she is Sometimes he got to show you just how ignorant you really truly are. Sometimes he got to share with you that you ain't a Burger King, child of God. That you won't get your way all the time. Sometimes he's gonna share with you that you can't always expect the eight course meal. Sometimes you gotta fast a couple of three days so you get that eight course. That's right. Amen. Amen. God provided the fire. And here's what I like about it. He provided the fire by barbarians. People that didn't even know him. Oh, it don't have to be church people that provides the fire in your provision. It ain't got to be a child of God that provides that fire. God can use some of the hardest and the worst and the biggest drunks and the biggest crack addicts and the biggest crack dealers that there is in the world to provide a fire for you in the middle of your trouble. It ain't got to be your church family. It can literally. It ain't got to be your family. It ain't got to be a friend. It can be just somebody out of the blue, somewhere God's going to use to provide you a fire. Amen. Amen. Now here's something after uh, Paul opened up his eyes and he saw that fire. Paul done something of the smart. I want you to look at someone in my country attitude here when I saying something of the, Look at somebody right beside him and say, Paul was a genius. Paul oh, was a genius. And you should be too. You should be a genius. Paul said, hmm, there's a fire over there. I don't know who built that fire. But you know what? I'm out here cold and I'm out here in the rain. And that fire looks like that rain might be putting it out. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to start gathering me some wood. Slap that right beside him and say, you need to be gathering some wood. Oh I love it, 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 I love it. it. Slap that beside and say how much wood you gathered? Mm -hmm. He was gathering that wood. Now notice now he didn't build the fire, but he was gathering some wood for the fire. He was adding to what God had done for him already. Some of y'all need to be gathering some wood because God's already done something for you. Tonight you need to be coming in here and adding into a hallelujah. And adding into a hallelujah. And adding into an amen. And adding into a praise the Lord. And you need to clap your hands a little bit because he allows you need to clap your hands just so that You need to add some. Every now and again you need to raise up your voice and shout and scream and a holler and a war cry. Every now and again you need to praise the Lord for what he's already done for you. And you need to go out there and start gathering up some sticks to fuel the fire. I could preach right there all night long, but the Lord won't let me on that. So Paul goes and he starts gathering all the wood. You have got to start contributing to what God has provided for you in your life. If he gave you a car, you got to start provid- providing and contributing to that car. If he gave you a church, oh, everybody say hello. hello. If he gave you a church, you need to start providing and contributing for that church because he gave it to you. Everybody say Hello. hello. If he gave you some money, you're supposed to be contributing to that money. If he gave you a bank account, you need to start contributing to that bank account. You need to quit letting everybody else contribute to it. You need to start contributing to it. And anything that God has given you, you're going to have to start gathering up some sticks and contributing it to it. Am I helping anybody? Amen. So now let me help you out some. Everybody smile at me. You're out there and now you realize that God is your provision. That you ain't got to tell him all the time of everything that's going on. And that your job, Amy, is to get up in the middle of all the storms and after the storm and after the and, after and get you some wood and start throwing it on the fire and gather up some wood. Everybody else, on and gather the wood. Gather the wood. But while he was gathering the wood, a viper was in the six. on the my voice right now. You won't gather no woods because you're scared of what's in the wood
2: mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: You're scared to death that there's going to be a snake in the wood that you got to have to throw it on the fire. You are trying your best to select exactly to what you need to be and you're so worried about that snake that there is in your life right now that you have completely stopped gathering any wood at all. <laughs> oh my Lord, everybody got quiet on that. Everybody holler out and say it's time to gather some wood while you're gathering you're going to often pick up something that you don't want to pick up while you're gathering up friends you're going to pick up one that says that he's your friend but he ain't nothing but a devil straight from hell while you're trying to gather up that husband. You might go through a thousand men out there. You're going to find some of them there that stray from the pits of hell. And you know they stray from the pits of hell when you get a hold of him, He looks like he is the knight in shining armor. Oh, he says he believes in the Lord. But once you get in there and you commit him, oh, hell is breaking loose. And you realize you ain't got nothing but a viper. But look at somebody I say, don't stop gathering up the, the wood. Tell somebody, right? beside so I say, there's something in your wood. <laughs> Y'all mighty quiet here with me tonight. Okay. Let me share something with you. Listen to me real good. Everybody that's in your arms mm-hmm. don't love you. Amen. Everybody said that they love you, they don't love you. And here's what you need to understand you can't do nothing about it. But gather wood. Everybody say, gather some wood. Am I helping anybody over here? Amen. If I had to take a hit about this, am I going to have to throw this microphone at you to get to talk to? Am I helping anybody? Say amen. 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 Everybody holler out and say, gather up the wood. So while you're picking up those things, there's going to be something in your wood because everything that you pick up and put in your arms, that everything that's in it ain't going to love you. You don't have to, and you can't do a thing in the world about it and you can't stop gathering the wood wondering about the snake that's going to be in the wood and trying to keep them out. And a lot of us right now are at a point where we have stopped gathering that wood but I come here tonight through the power of the Holy Ghost to tell you to gather up some wood. Look at that right beside So let's go gather some wood. And while you're gathering up those woods or limbs, expect a snake. Hmm. Turn over somebody and say, expect that snake now. Turn, turn to somebody and say, expect that snake. And, and you know what? That person just talked to you might just be that snake. I hope not, but I... Hmm. Get ready because while you gather up the wood, there's going to be something rose in that wood that you ain't going to want to have and it's going to be a snake and there ain't nothing in the world you can do about it. And that snake is cold. Don't care nothing about you. It appears like a, st- a stick, but it is poisonous in your life. It appears like the real thing, but it ain't the real thing. She appeared like a wife, but she ain't no wife. She's a whore straight from hell. He appeared like a husband, but he ain't nothing but an assignment from hell in your life. He's a snake in your life, and you know something other about it? You can't do nothing about it while it's going on. Smile at that and right beside him and say, keep gathering some wood. Why? Because the second thing I want to talk to you about, I talked to you about his provision. The second thing I want to talk to you about is God's protection. Because the Bible says that if you touch your hand and you get bitten by a snake or you get bitten by a viper, that it will in no wise harm you. While you're out gathering, God is going to protect you. Everybody say, God's going to protect me, amen? Amen. Just in case you gather a snake, thank God for the supernatural protection that He's going to have on your life, amen? Let me tell you a story. It happened in this church and I want you to know that it happened in this church. Some of y'all had already jumped ship and run and you hadn't been here and I'd been laboring I'd been fighting and I'd had some time and I had a prayer line in this church one night and all of a sudden a woman, I ain't going to call her name, she lives right here in the bro and she is known as one of the biggest black witches that there is in the world and she come into the church and she sat in the back pew and she listened to me preach and the Holy Ghost told me, said, have a prayer line. I said, oh my God, what's this woman going to do while I'm here? And all of a sudden she come and she got into the prayer line and she was about where Ned sat right there and we were praying and all of a sudden she walked up to me and I said how can I help you tonight she said I just come to see I said come to see what she said I come to see why you ain't dead yet yeah. I said, what do you mean? She said, I've had a bunch of roots, and I've took root after root after root, day after day after day after day, and I've cast spells on you, and I've tried to kill you, and I've tried to take you out. And I looked at her, and she said, I just want to know why in the world you ain't dead yet. And I said, I'm going to tell you how I know that I ain't dead yet. I said, my roots are a whole lot stronger and deeper than yours. I want you to know that God will protect you. It don't matter how many snakes you pick up while you're gathering the wood. You're going to pick up some snakes. I want you to know there's going to be some snakes in your life and the church needs to realize in the aftermath of the storm that we still got to gather some wood. God is getting living Water Worship Center ready to get to the point to where we can walk into a revival but we can't stop gathering up some wood. Look at that right beside me and say, are you going to help me gather some wood? Are you going to help me gather some wood? Someone in this house, shout out, say amen and give God a good hand clap of praise. Amen. I thank God for God's protection, don't you? Lord, I got I got to keep on going. Matthew, I'm sorry. Turn with me to Psalm chapter number twenty-seven. I want to read something here to you tonight. I'm gonna preach till the Lord tells me to hush. Is that all right? Y'all getting mighty quiet on me tonight. Verse number one says, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked, even my enemies and my foes, come upon me to eat up my flesh, they stumbled and they fell. Can anybody here tonight give God some praise for His protection in your life? Amen says through and though an host should encamp against me my heart should not fear though war should rise up against me in this will I be confident one thing if I desired of the Lord and that I'll seek after that I can dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to behold the beauty of the whole Lord and to inquire in his temple and in the time of trouble he's going to hide me in his provision in the secret of his tabernacle shall he hide me he shall set me upon a rock and now shall my head be lifted up and my enemies round about me my enemies around about me therefore will I offer in his tabernacle sacrifices of joy I will sing yeah I will sing praises unto the Lord hear O Lord when I cry with my voice have mercy also upon me and answer me when thou saidest seeking my face my heart said unto thee thy face O Lord will I see hide not thy face far from me but put thy servant away in anger thou hast been my help leave me not neither forsake me O God of my salvation when my father and my mother forsake me then the Lord will take me up and teach me thy way O Lord and lead me in the plain path because of mine enemy and deliver me out of my, out over unto the will of mine enemies for false witnesses are risen up against me and such as a breath out of cruelty breathe out cruelty I have fainted unless I had believed and to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living and I'm to wait on the Lord and be of good courage and he's going to strengthen my heart wait I say on the Lord is anybody here tonight can thank the Lord tonight that God has protected you even in the presence of your own enemy when your enemy come to take you out they stumbled and fell when they tried to do it can anyone here today can praise God that you have been protected from the snakes that you didn't even know was in your wood can someone say amen and give God some praise amen Lord I wish I could preach it's going to all come out in the wood in the, in, the, in the fire amen praise the Lord let me get my thing here right so I can see what I'm talking about so with protection of the Lord I want to share something about the protection of the Lord. You are protected when you go out and gather wood. But you're not protected from the snake's presence. The snake's presence is still going to be there. God did not protect Paul from the presence of the snake. And he did not protect Paul from the bite of the snake. I want you to turn to your neighbor here tonight and say, that snake's going to bite you. Now I want you to get this point. But what God said I will protect you from is the venom of the snake's bite. He said if the snake is there, I can't protect you from the presence of the enemy because the presence of the enemy, he's here on the earth and all of his imps is there. And every now and again, he's going to be able to come in and you're going to break the hedge and the snake is going to bite you. But I love you so much and my protection is so strong that even if he bites you, he is not going to be able to take you down. Thank God for the times that when the devil bit me, he still held on to me. Amen smile at somebody and say, thank God for protecting me. Amen. Paul's bitten. And he's not bitten privately. He's bitten publicly. I want you to understand that what you're going through right now, listen to me, everybody drop everything you're doing. Look at me. Look at me real good. What you're going through right now ain't about you. Not a bit about you. Ain't got nothing to do about you. You are God's written testimony. You are the 67th book of the Bible. Mm -hmm. What you going through right now, Betty? Ain't got nothing to do with you. Paul had this happen to him publicly. It was all about the people that were around him. I want you to also see that we've been guilty in our life and God protected us. Mm -hmm. There were times in our life we should have lost everything we had, amen. Oh God, there are times in our life we should have went to jail, amen. amen. There's time in our life we should have reaped the repercussions, amen. amen. But God protected us even when we were guilty. Everybody just say thank God for His protection, amen. His protection. What are you gonna do in your life when you're thinking that it's all about you and you finally get the revelation that all this hell you've been going through is not about you anyhow? What you going through right now ain't about you. My sickness in my body and what I've been fighting for the last 20 some years, it ain't about me. Ain't got nothing in the world to do about me. Yes, I, I disobeyed the Lord and I paid it. But now people are looking at me. I've had family turn on me, a wife that's left me, I've had all this stuff break right up. I had my sister leave me, I had my brothers leave me, I've had aunts and uncles just leave me, I had brothers and sisters leave me, I had you all leave me, I had you walk out on me, I had you all the time listen to me and say he's a good preacher for God, and I went through some hell on my life. And what God has said is all about is everybody looks at your life and reads the Bible that God is written on the inside of you and just wants to see if Thelma is going to hold on to her faith in all the hell that she's going through and still do what she do. Oh, am I helping anybody here tonight? Amen. Amen. And now I want to talk to you about perseverance. Perseverance. I want you to understand the snake was still on his hand. And the people there, when they first saw him, helped him. And when they saw that the snake bit him, their mind changed. And they said, you know what? He's got to be someone that's a murderer. He's going to die. And then they sat there and they kept watching Paul and looking at their watch. Well, he should be dead in the next two minutes. Well, he made it two more minutes. I'm going to wait another five. Let's just see if he ever gets sick. Well, well you know, his arm and his hand supposed to be swelling up at this point, turning blue and red and everything, but it ain't doing that. But I'm still waiting on him to die. There's a whole lot of people in your life right now, looking at what you're going through, and they don't love you. They tell you they love you. Hey, we're gonna get on the telephone. Bring hey, Janice, how are you doing here today? Have you have you seen Katrina this week? What well, how's she doing? Oh, poor little thing. Oh, Sorry, she's going through what she's going through. And that person don't love Katrina. That person is out there. She's a snake, and he's out there trying to find out. He's sitting there looking at that watch, trying to see how much longer Katrina's going to live from that snake bite that she's gone through in her life. Am I helping anybody here tonight? Amen. Smiling, someone say he's going to come out in the fire. To in the, fire. <laughs> the Lord won't let me stop. <laughs> but when you persevere. Through something that should take you out, people start noticing. There is no, no, ever behind say no. no. There is no way that this church should have a 15,000 square foot building 100% paid off other than God doing it for us. Amen. There is no way that this church should have a hundred to fifty to two hundred thousand dollars worth of church furniture sitting in this church completely paid off. Oh, y'all ain't with me tonight. There is no way humanly possible that you are supposed to be out of debt, but you are. There is no way humanly possible that you should still be alive today because of what you went through. God has been in there and you have went through something. You have went through life with snakes hanging off of you and all of your enemies have sitting there saying, hmm, wonder when Janice is going to die yet. When is Linda going to tell over and I'm going to be able to go to her funeral? And Janice and Linda have been able to look at them right eye and say, so look in here, I'm still standing God's still holding me. Yeah, I suppose you all that snake bit me. That snake got a hold of me. That snake went in and took care of my family and killed my family. But you know what? I'm still here. It ran everybody out of the church, but I'm still here. It made Thelma give up, but I'm still here. It made Tina throw up her hands and walk out, but I'm still here. And I just wish we had enough of power and the glory of God in our life that we can look at the devil and say, Devil, you know what? I'm still here. Amen. We like Ernest T. Bass. I'm still here. I'm still here. The devil's tried to shut this church down on four different occasions, but we're still here. He tried to tell us that we ain't going to get filled what we need to, but we're still here. He tried to tell us that he had not that the Lord ain't going to send who we need in this church, but we're still here. We've had our own kids walk out of here and go to other churches, but God said, I'm still here, and he's still with you, and we're going to go through because we're going to persevere. That's right. And the more you persevere, the more people start noticing you. God preserves you and he keeps you in the fire and in the flood. And what Paul does, he's kind of smart, you really need to pay attention to Paul. Paul started gathering wood, birdie, and when the snake bit him and clang to him and fastened to him, the Bible said it fastened to him, he shook that snake off and shook him in the fire. Slap that right beside him and say, yes, you've got to shake that devil off of you. Shake that devil off. Now, now, let's go a little deeper than that. You can't just shake the devil off of you because if you shake the devil off of you, he's still in your presence. And he's still there. And he's still got fame. But if he is there and he has grabbed the whole, you got to snake that devil off, shake that devil off and throw him in the fire. Look at somebody say, he's going to come out of the fire. Everybody holler out and say, I'm still here. I love to tell the devil sometimes I ain't thinking about quitting. Tell somebody right side. I ain't quit thinking about quitting. You ain't gonna make me leave living water, devil, I'm still here. You ain't gonna make me give up on Tina, I'm still here. You ain't gonna make Tina give up on me. I'm still there. I ain't gonna go to my grave with her still being my wife. Now, I'm here and I ain't going down. Look at somebody and say, I ain't quitting. I can't stop, darling, from being my sister because she's my sister. I can't quit being her brother because I'm her brother. I can act like it all day long that I'm not, but I can't quit. You can't stop being what God calls you to be. Someone say amen. amen. Now, have everybody ever been bit by the snake of the enemy in your life? And you thought that maybe when you got bit, that the people that said they loved you so good would be the ones that jumped up and tried to help you, but did they? Very rare. What most of them done was, well, Angie just lasted longer than what I thought she would. I figured Phil would be gave up five months ago, here she still is. But she can't last much longer. She deserves exactly what she got. How many heard that before? Watching for you to die. But the longer you persevere through it, God begins to change them people's minds. God begins it. So what God is about to do in this church is He's about to send a revival into aftermath of this storm. And when He sends that revival into aftermath of this storm, the devil that has grabbed the whole of this church and tried to sink his veins in it is going to be shook off by the power and the perseverance and the protection of Almighty God. And the fire is going to light up and we're going to fuel feel the fire and gather up some wood. And we're going to bring in a revival like you ain't never seen before. And people's minds are going to start changing because I'm tired of people keeping looking at their watch saying living water worship sinner ain't never going to be what I said it was going to be. God said this is what it's going to be and God said to come tell you tonight stop looking at your watch quit looking at your watch because I've already delivered you. You ain't got to wait for me to deliver you. I've already delivered you. I brought you through. You are not going to have to live like that any longer. You can come through. Someone say amen." amen. And the last little point I want to talk to you tonight is about perception. The perception of those in the world is who and what God has been after in your life all along. What you've been going through, Darlene, is not about you. What you've been going through, Katrina, is not about you. He's been doing and allowing you to walk through what you walk through to change the perception of the people that's in your world. He's wanting to show those people closest to you, no matter how hard it's been, I'm still
1: here.
0: No matter how hard it's been to still believe that God's going to heal Tom Worm, I'm still here. Keep looking at your watch if you want to, but I'm still here. No matter what you say about me, you can say, Hey, I brought it on myself if you want to. And you you know what happened? The devil will always let you hear what other people are saying about you. Because he wants you to hear what everybody's saying about you so throw, you'll throw up your hands and you'll quit. Because he knows that if you hold on and you keep right on holding on that there's going to be people that sees you in your life that thought you should have went down and you still got a testimony and you still praise the Lord. He knows that their perception is going to be changed. Amen. You're dealing with a snake bite and on top of that you're dealing with gossip at the same time just like Paul was. The devil's going to make sure that they hear everything, or you hear everything that they are saying about you. They're going to call you bad names. They're going to call you a murderer. They're going to call you all kinds of things. They, they said that he was a murderer, and they were trying to murder him. Well, I wonder how much longer he's going to last. I'm here to tell you, if a snake come in here tonight and grabbed a hold of Amy, Amy and bit her on his head, I would not sit here and watch Amy die. But these people were. They were sitting there watching her die. And when he finally persevered through it all, they turned around and changed their mind and said, Well, you know what? He's a God. There are some things about to change in the spiritual world about living water worship center. And I ain't about talking to anybody. Amen murderer God crown he's going to be crucified him one time but now he's going to be crowned people's perception are going to change in your life from pole to pole but God is going to take their perception and turn it completely around for you and you got to allow people in your life to allow you to grow in your life because it is your growth through the situations that you're going through in your life that is going to change their perception about you and about God tell that right beside me, say it's not been about you Smile at one other tonight as I close and say, Quit trying to escape the fire. When Shadrach, Meshach, and a minute ago stepped across the threshold of the fiery furnace, the Bible says that Jesus showed up in the fiery furnace with them. If you don't go through the fire, you'll never discover God's provision. If you don't go through the fire, you'll never determine God's protection. If you don't go through the fire, you're never going to begin to understand what it means to persevere through your situation. And if you never go through the fire, you're never going to change the perception of those people out there. I just want you to look at somebody here tonight and say, I am going to come out. And it's all going to come out in the fire. God's built the fire. I'm closing tonight as I put you together here tonight. God knows in your life exactly how much to turn the heat up in your life. To pull out what he's put on the inside of you. Some of y'all, on the sound of my voice tonight, you're the most talented person in the world. Some of y'all can sing, but you don't sing. Some of y'all can praise, but you don't praise. Some of y'all can get loud, you do it at the house, but you don't do it at the church. Oh, I got it there, amen. Amen. And God knows exactly how much heat to take and turn up on you so that he can pull out of you while he's put on the inside of you. And God told me to come tell you tonight in closing that it's time for you to drag the devil to the fire. And it's time for you to carry him to the fire and to praise God until he turns you loose and you're able to get up in the power of Almighty God and change the world that you're in. I want you to take him through the fire and you tell the devil tonight, devil, you're going to turn me loose because you're going to come out of me and off of me and out from around me as I carry you through the fire. Yeah. Satan must turn you loose when he walk through the fire. So when are you going to take the step and go into the fire? Remember, you ain't got to tell the Lord what's going on in your life. He knows what storm you're going through. He knows exactly what you're going through. All he wants you to understand is there's a way for you to get out. Look at that right beside you and say, help me find the way. Mm-hmm. We got to find a way. And, and, and God says, hey, when you go through that there, I will protect you. Don't worry about what's going on. I want you just to gather the wood. I'll protect you. I'll protect you. And when the devil even bites you, I will protect you. You will not die. And as you persevere, I'm going to change your family. I'm going to change your town. I'm going to change your church. And I'm going to change your nation. I am sending a revival like you will never believe. Smile at someone and say, it's all in the fire. Wow. Now let's get it out the fire. Stand with me right quick. Punch that one right beside of you. And so let's get in the fire. Mm-hmm. It's time for you to start gathering some wood. Quit worrying about that snake. I had y'all and it seemed like I lost you. So I'm going to leave you here tonight. Father, in the name of Jesus here tonight. I preach this word like you gave it to me this afternoon. Father, I know right now that you are a God that's already provided. You are a God that's already delivered. Father, you are a God that's already healed. You are a God that's already brought us out. You are a God that has already brought us through the shipwrecks of life. You are a God that's already brought us through the hurricanes of life. You are a God, Lord God, that has lifted us up and brought us through. Father, you are a God that has took and protected us even When we were in the wrong. you are a God, Lord God, that literally stood against The witches that was trying to take us out Father you're a God that stood when no one else was able to do anything you used the barbarians out in the world to bless me. Father I thank you tonight. I praise you tonight. I give you the glory and the honor and I thank you Lord tonight as the devil comes out into the fire. Lord I can throw him back in the fire and drag him into fire I know Lord God that you're about to change my family. You're about to change my church. You're about to change my city You're about to change my nation Father I know you're about to change your church First. God now right now you built the fire help us Lord God to fuel the fire help us Lord God to stand in that hour Lord God and gather it up even though we're wore out in the aftermath but Lord as you carry us through the aftermath of this storm we've been through Lord God the people in the whole island are going to be changed thank you Lord for this healing revival that you're sending in the living water thank you Lord God for the delivering power of the Holy Ghost that's about to bust open in this house and in the families in this house I Give this word to you tonight. I give it to you one hundred percent. Deliver it. Father, I release this word. Now run after each and every one of them and overtake them and tackle them and bring them down. In the name of Jesus I pray. Amen. Amen. And if you receive that and I give God a good hand back for prayer. You are dismissed. Grab a neck, hug a hand, shake them, whatever you want to do. Wake them up tonight. Tell them, help me gather some wood. If you got an offering, bring it. Don't come back in here and wore all out. God knows where you're at, and you're going to make it through. Someone shout out and say Amen. We got anything other thing we need to add before we leave tonight?
2: All so right.
1: Yeah, right Yeah,
2: he's he to oh, cut cut so. i did you i told her no, and no, no. i let you, let you,
1: you uh, yeah. tell her. why are you smiling about it? I thought earlier when you tell me you were it was was smiling. Oh, you And then when you said that, I'm yes. Oh, yes. and oh, I'm not going to be, right. to be able to get out of the house. I'm not going to be able to get out of the house. I'm not going to
2: be able to get out of the house. I'm not going to be able to get out of the house. I'm not going to be
1: able to get out of the house. I'm not going to be able to get out of the house. I'm not going to be able to get out of the house. I'm not going to be able to get out of the house. I'm not going to be able to get out of the house. I'm not going to be able to get out of the house. I'm not going to be able to get out of the house. I'm not going to be able to get out of the house. I'm not going to be able to get out of the house. I'm not going to be able to get out of the house. I'm not going to be able to get out of the house. I'm not going to be able to get out of the house. I'm the i am not going to of the house i am going to i am not the house i am not going to the i am not not when, we got, when we first got here, it was like oh, Now we're freezing, huh? Like I said before, I, go 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 I go just go go go. turned it up. Oh. Oh, okay. yeah. you me, baby. Thank you very much. Thanks. Thank you. Okay.
2: Got get you. Thank you.
1: I like I
0: said i ain't playing hide and seek with you no the i'm holy, back the holy ghost is gonna get you i
1: had something to do today son worked to that right so I oh. oh she asked for it, asked for it. Okay. don't feel bad she pinched me earlier during church
0: she pushed you
1: she pinched me
0: pinched you yeah no, no, no. she needed to wake you up she huh well bless her bless the lord I up here earlier. it's Hey,
1: take on your Hey, Yeah. Out. Okay. Oh think I going to that. <laughs> I'm no 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 not well. I think I'm I will take it right now. Yeah. you yeah. pray away, pray it out of them? Yeah. pray it away. Good, like good. And and it's
2: like like the girl, it's good. Yeah, that's what you have to do. Jesus just pray it away. I said, I heard. had problem.
1: see what That's good. And and teacher know what to do it, too. I didn't know how to do too. Uh-huh. You? Yeah. I not know know. Yeah, girl. You, you know what it is, sweetie pie. I, 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 think we're, I think all believers are experiencing more demonic attacks, mm-hmm. uh, darling. But the second time, it uh, scared me. you're not going to scare me again. Right, e- exactly. When I was cleaning the house. Right, right, right.
0: I was sitting sudden, I just saw chill I said, oh, uh-oh. Mm-hmm. I said, right now, in the name of Jesus, you get right. out of my house that's right. right now. That's right. You have to do that. And you I was writing my right gospel music. and praise oh, God. I said, you can oh, go. That's right. And right. I had good. no more
1: problems. That's right. That is good. Uh-huh. Wow. Yeah, I'm so glad to see you back. Yeah, I'm, I'm back. So because so so I had yeah. to, uh, yeah. month, well, one, to had some dinner for her Yeah. And so you had to go back
2: and get my
1: Partial name. Yeah, yeah. So in between. I like your dress between. I mean, uh, yes. Thank you. Beautiful. In between. Beautiful. Beautiful. This was from the uh the thrift beautiful. store. The one I yeah. yeah. yeah, was talking about. Yeah. 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 yeah, she was telling, classy. Thank you. I still wet. Mm-hmm. It was only come on. Yeah, I'm just I'm just excited, <laughs> excited to see you. I'm excited to see your daughter. <laughs> yeah. I can't believe how tall she's got. <laughs> I just cannot. Uh, yeah. What's yours
2: for? That's offering. Okay. You're supposed to be here later than that. 8.30. No, later than that. Yeah, I figured if I say 8.30, hopefully everybody will be here at least shortly after that because...
0: I know yeah. it's going
2: to take us at that least an hour and a half to, to get there. That, that box
0: I had in the car from Sissy, she lived oh, back there. get the yeah, right. Go right.
2: They, they were in Bible school, Thank you. and uh, I'll give you that they were getting out. So Man, it's
1: hot. You tore it up tonight, didn't you? Keep me, praying for
0: me. You. I was always tearing it for my
1: birthday. Oh, that's awesome. So everybody
0: said, hey. Love you. Love you, too. Be careful. Take care
1: And i get a dress. I'll be right there.
2: Where's are staying Mary's at you have to have a ton of Jesus making again oh
0: I be here tonight. I'm tired.
2: Boy, it's humid out here. Alright, Amy. Don't be a stranger now. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> Hold on a minute. Don't let me have <laughs> to put out an ATV on me. No. <laughs> I had some dental work done, too today so it worked out
0: How about crank this up so I can cool off? Me too, at least right now. <laughs> crank that up so I can cool Y'all off. Y'all have a good
2: evening.
0: Gone. She got gone. She she got gone. Oh she, died. Died. she had to
1: leave
2: to go get him young and say. We're we are. <laughs> she's 14, she probably won't <laughs> like she's kind of solid, like, she to be honest. Yeah, she's, she's been kind of sheltered, you know, she don't, the trainer don't let her out, but she's trying to take her against the best she can. She's, she looks a lot older.
0: I don't read so I guess my root stronger than your root.
2: The problem. Yeah. So I got that ham cooked that.
0: last couple, three times we cooked that ham and that fresh cooker, it big good. We put
2: it in the oven this time. Well, we got the ham and I got the beef that I froze. And I was going to go by food line if we get a chance as far as Thursday and see if they had another one. I was going to cook another one and add to it. First time I've seen a lot in our house. And me too. And thinking of the gravy, because that thing was good. But it's going to be kind of impressive. to give Jackie a surprise birthday any closer because I'm off of the thing over here when I get straight, understand, see? Mm-hmm. It just looked close, I believe, it's <laughs> close,
0: here to that, let right the up. dogs out and I'll watch them. Uh, Turn the light on. She's going to get
1: the kill. Kill, darling.
0: Kill. kill girl, darling. Take these in for me, dear. Queen. Uh,
1: Take
0: these in for me. Oh, my gosh. Come get
1: out. Oh, my gosh. Lola. I hear you, little girl. I hear you. we going to put him.
2: Got me a pink dress that I probably will not ever be able to because I'm kind of not like a little bit, a chunky to my baby.
1: Hello there doggies!
0: Oh, uh, he's okay baby. Poor oh, babies. He's
1: okay. Can you
2: see? Alright, come on Paddlehead. into not wow. Thank you. <laughs> Barnae? Huh? I got a good daily sandwich here from Arby's if you want Matt. I didn't touch
1: it. I'm, 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 I know what I'm doing. I'm it's, it's
2: turkey and
0: give out
1: Are you on?